Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Hypnotist Secrets Podcast. In today's episode, we are going to discuss confidence. And specifically, are confident people born confident? Now, the short answer to that is yes. But the way that this answer becomes a bit longer is that insecure people are also born confident. Now, when I was a kid, I played video games way too much. After school, every day I'd rush to my Xbox and I'd play video games with my friends. And in a lot of different video games, there are these different stats and you can choose like what type of character you play as. So let's say you get 200 total points to spend. Some characters will have like, they'll have a strength stats. They'll have speed stats. They'll have persuasion stats or intelligence stats. And you can only put so many points in each stat, right? So you can max out your persuasion and your intelligence. But if you're trying to run away or fight someone, you're going to die because you have no points in that meter, right? So a lot of times you'll like make your build, which means you'll say, oh, you know, I want to really round it out build. So I'll put an even amount of points into every single bar, to every single stat. And that can work. Now in real life, it's a little bit different because we don't have this max. We don't have like, oh, you know, you put 50 points into your intelligence. You can't get any more intelligent now. That sucks. In real life, we can max out or get really close to maxing out all of these stats, but it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of effort. It takes persistence. And because of that, a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people uh, specialize in certain things. And there's nothing wrong with specializing. I specialize in hypnosis. I specialize in the mind. Uh, I don't know how to repair cars. I don't know how to do a lot of things because I chose a specialty and this works for me. But you can max out whatever you want, right? You can focus in on one thing and get really, really good at it. Now, why am I saying this? Well, the reason I'm saying this is because as human beings, I believe we are all born with 100 out of 100 points in confidence. Now, confidence is a really broad category. And as you grow up, people start applying these confident points into different things, right? So maybe you played sports ever since you were really little and you were always really good at sports. Your coach always told you, hey, you're really good at sports. Your parents reinforced that. Your friends knew you were good at sports. And because of that, you applied a lot of your confidence into your ability at sports. Now, of course, a lot of people are very insecure. A lot of people are very stressed. A lot of people are not confident, but that does not mean that they have a different amount of total confidence. So what do I mean by that? Well, put simply, if you are insecure or you are anxious, you are very confident that you are not confident. You are very confident that you are stressed. You see, as kids, we have jobs. We have two jobs. A lot of people think kids don't have jobs. That's not true. Kids have two jobs. Job number one, you need to figure out what is this world? How does this world work? And job number two is you need to figure out who are you? How do I work? And as kids, you go through different experiences and all kids have all different sorts of experiences. But based on the experiences you go through, you start to answer these two questions. You start to answer, who am I? And how does the world work? Now, if you have a lot of very good experiences and you excel in anything you put your mind to, you'll start to answer those questions in a very positive way. 
You'll decide that you are capable. You'll decide that you are strong. You'll decide that you are determined. You'll decide that you are confident. You'll decide all these beautiful, powerful things. And those things will help catapult you towards what you want in your adult life. Unfortunately, a lot of children answer those questions wrong. And that's not to say that they're wrong because in the moment, they're right. They help you in that moment. But if you go to school every day and you try and make friends and every single time you talk to someone, they make fun of you. Very soon, you're going to learn and decide about the world that people are mean, people are cruel, and that you don't belong. And based on that decision that you make, your actions will change because of it. You'll be more shy. You'll stop approaching people. Maybe you're a young adult now and you have trouble walking up to people and making friends for that very reason. You say, oh no, I'm just an introvert. But really, there's a little six, seven-year-old inside of you who's terrified of talking to people because you're, you believe you'll be rejected. You believe you'll be made fun of. The decisions we make as kids affect our entire adult life. And this is almost a foolproof rule. The only time this can change is when you bring your conscious awareness to it, which congratulations, you are doing this right now. Then you can make a change. You can realize that these decisions as kids, yes, they helped you in the moment. They helped you make sense of something that made no sense. But now it does not help you. One thing I really want you to realize is if you believe you're a really insecure person, like I already said, you're really confident that you're insecure for sure. But that insecurity is doing something for you. It is helping you in some way. You see, the human mind, our consciousness, craves pleasure and does everything it can to avoid pain. That's the direction our mind works in. It runs away from pain and it runs towards pleasure. And when you make these decisions about yourself and you decide to be insecure, although, yes, it does cause you pain in your life, your mind thinks that insecurity is helping you. It thinks that this insecurity is going to prevent pain and keep you in your comfort zone where you are safe. Now, yes, this works as kids for brief moments. As adults, this does not help you. This does not serve you. As adults, being confident in your insecurity only negatively impacts your life. And a lot of people I meet, a lot of people who you can tell are insecure just the way they hold themselves, the way they speak, or the way they refuse to speak, it helped them, but it's not helping them now. And they don't even realize why they're insecure. They learned from a young age that they are insecure, and it became part of their identity. And it doesn't matter how old they are now. They could be 40, they could be 60, they could be 80. If insecurity is part of your identity and you don't do any internal work or reflecting, like right now, maybe you're reflecting a little bit, that's good. If you never do that, your identity will stick and your life will be miserable, depending on the identity you chose. Now, okay, that sort of sucks. If you're listening to this and you feel insecure, the good news is that you can become confident. Remember, we have these 100 base points of confidence. Right now, a lot of them are being applied to your insecurity. You are certain that you are insecure. You are certain that you are not certain, that you're not confident. But we can change this. 
And we'll get into specifically how to change this. I plan on teaching self-hypnosis. I plan on teaching a lot of different mind hacks, if you will, that will improve your life and allow you to make these changes. For this podcast episode, I want to focus specifically on confident people and how everyone is a confident person and how you, whether you feel like it or not, are a confident person. It just depends what you are confident in. Quick little exercise. And again, I'm going to do these a lot. I'm a hypnotist. It's just how I work. You don't have to follow along. But if you are able to follow along and you want to follow along, then you can close your eyes. You can listen to the words I say. And you can create this experience to the best of your ability. I'd like you to see yourself right now in your mind doing something that you've always dreamed of. Something you've always wanted to achieve. It could be something you're working towards now. It could be something that maybe you stopped working towards because you just didn't think it was possible for you to achieve this. Okay, I want you to see yourself in this dream situation. Whether you're on stage speaking to thousands and thousands of people. Whether you're a professional athlete absolutely crushing it in what you do. Or even if you're just climbing the corporate ladder and seeing consistent progress in your life. See yourself doing what you want to do, living that dream life. Now pick one specific scenario inside of that situation. So it could be if you're climbing the corporate ladder, it could be you talking to your boss and hearing the news of a promotion. If you want to be a public speaker, it could be you walking onto stage about to speak for the hundredth time. Just pick one specific moment. And what I want you to do is focus in on how you feel in that moment and also how you feel in this present moment thinking about that moment. You may find that these are two very different emotions. In that moment, you'll likely feel confident, powerful, capable. Maybe there's negative emotions bundled with that as well. But right now, maybe you're feeling just a hint of that capability. And other emotions are present as well. Identify them. What emotions do you feel thinking of this? If you only feel positive emotions, hold on to that. Feel those positive emotions. And you can open your eyes maintaining that and you'll feel really good right now. If you're noticing negative emotions as you're focusing on this, identify what they are. Ask yourself, what are these emotions doing for me? Not how are they hurting me, because it's obvious how they're hurting. What are these negative emotions doing for me? Identify them first and ask yourself, what are they doing for you? And once you have identified them and you have an idea of what they are doing for you, you can then bring yourself to how are these negative emotions hurting? How are these negative emotions holding you back? If it's something like, you can open your eyes now, by the way. If it's something like anxiety and you're feeling anxious at the idea of you achieving your dreams, what is that doing for you? Is it keeping you safe? How is it hurting you? Is it keeping you from pursuing this dream of yours? Now, what you want to do, the, every negative emotion you experience, every negative or limiting belief you have has a positive intention. I said that it does this for you, right? Or it tries to do it for you. 
So it has a positive intention. Once you figure out what that positive intention is, you can change it. Not the positive intention, the negative BS that accompanies it. If stress or anxiety keeps you safe or your mind is producing stress or anxiety with the intention of keeping you safe, you can then start to consciously brainstorm, hey, how else can I be safe without feeling stress or anxiety? Just start to produce different ideas of what it could be and then test them out and see what sticks. We are all born confident, but our environment and our situations change that. Now, I want you to, a very important concept. I teach all of my clients this. I learned this early on and this really opened my eyes to how not the world works, but how human beings work as a whole. It's called a self-fulfilling prophecy. And the concept of this self-fulfilling prophecy is that your beliefs about yourself affect how people treat you. It affects how you act. And it reinforces that belief. Imagine this. Or actually, here's an example from my life. Uh, growing up in school, I absolutely hated the idea of presenting to the class. I hated public speaking and I was terrified. If I could avoid doing it, I would at all costs. And what happened was I, I believed that I was not a good public speaker. I believed that I was bad at presentations. And when the teacher eventually did call on me to go up and present, I started shaking. I felt nervous. I imagined myself stuttering. I imagined myself messing up. I imagined myself embarrassing myself in front of the class. All this wasn't like something I was consciously thinking of. All of it was just sort of running through the back of my mind, like flipping through the pages of a book. But I did walk up and I started presenting. And guess what? I stuttered. I messed up. I made a fool of myself. People in the class were snickering to each other. The teacher almost always had a disappointed look on their face. If it wasn't disappointment, it was pity. And as I was doing this, I believed I was a bad public speaker. My actions shared my belief with the world. Everyone in that class knew I was not good at speaking. I was not good at presenting. This is the first half of the self-fulfilling prophecy. Your beliefs create your actions. Now, the second half is where this becomes a vicious cycle a lot of the times. I'm watching these, these classmates make fun of me. The teacher has pity or disappointment on her face. They now believe, based off of my actions, they now believe I'm not good at presenting. And guess what? Their beliefs affect their actions as well. So they believe I'm not good at speaking. Their actions change because of it. The kids will make fun of me. The teacher will give me a bad grade. And when I get that bad grade back, I'll get it. It's like a D or an F. I'll look at it and I'll say, yeah, that makes sense. I am not good at speaking. I reinforced that initial belief and it becomes a vicious cycle. Now you might notice how this might take place in your life as well. Do you believe that you are insecure? If you believe you're insecure, how do you think your actions are changing because of it? How do you think people believe you to be? Do they think you're confident or insecure based on those actions? 
How are they going to treat you different based on their beliefs? You know, I've worked with a lot of people who were in multiple very toxic relationships. And it's not their fault. And if you're in one, it's not your fault. When you were a kid, you decided that you were not good enough. And your belief that you're not good enough creates the actions, these subconscious things that many times you're not even aware of. The way you walk, the way you speak, the way you hold yourself. All of that is screaming on a subconscious level, I am not good enough. And then people who want to take advantage of that will spot it. They'll sneak their way in. And they'll start to treat you like you're not good enough. Why do people stay in abusive relationships? They believe it's what they deserve. They believe it's the best that they can get. It reinforces the belief they're not enough. And when they finally, if they do, when they finally escape the relationship, if they do not work on themselves and change that belief, they will enter another one and another one, and they will continue to dig themselves deeper and deeper into this pit. But there's good news. There is good news. <laughs> the good news is you can change this. The good news is this self-fulfilling prophecy does not have to be a negative cycle. There are two ways to change this. A lot of people, hypnotists included, typically only focus on one. And this is why a lot of times it's hard to change, or at least that why people believe it's hard to change. The only two things in your control are your actions and your beliefs. That is it. Yes, your beliefs affect your actions, and you can consciously implement new actions, and you can reverse engineer it, where if you are strict and you take the right actions every single day, eventually your belief will be built up, right? Uh, this is how the military works. In the military, in training, they're very disciplined. They wake up at the same time. They have the same routine every day. They exercise every single day. They eat for 30 minutes, right? Everything is disciplined and structured. And through that continuous discipline for years, people's confidence may start to rise up. Your actions can change your belief. But then you leave the military. And a lot of times people start to gain weight. Why? Because they're not keeping these disciplined actions. Their beliefs are starting to affect it and they go back down a negative way. Now, of course, there are people who leave the military. They keep it up with the actions. They keep it up and their beliefs constantly grow. They become more confident and it's beautiful. Cool. You can change your actions. But that is really difficult and it takes a really long time and it takes a lot of consistency to do it. This is why when people say, oh, uh, I need to lose weight. I need to lose weight. And they, they hire a nutritionist or they hire a personal trainer and they say, okay, you need to go to the gym five days a week. You need to not eat this, not drink soda. You need to eat really healthy every single day. And you're like, cool, I know that. And then you go to do it and maybe you do it for a day, two days. Maybe you even make it a couple of weeks. But eventually you'll fall off because your beliefs create your actions. And with the belief that you are overweight and with the belief that you need to lose weight, it becomes very hard to take the right actions. So number one, how can we create this change for ourselves? Well, number one is we can change our actions. And a lot of people try and do only that, and a lot of people fail. Number two, this is where a lot of hypnotists go wrong. A lot of hypnotists believe if you just change the belief, then everything else will change as well. But we have habits. We are habitual creatures by nature. So yes, you can change the belief and step in from I am not good enough to I am good enough. And that belief can create some positive actions. 
The same way having a disciplined action routine every single day can slowly change your belief. When you change your belief, that can slowly start to change your actions. But if you have negative habits, those negative habits can hold back that belief. It'll hold back this cycle from becoming a very positive one. So if you want to create a true change using this self-fulfilling prophecy, you need to focus on both. You need to implement specific actions to take while reinforcing and creating a powerful belief. And if the actions you take line up with the belief you set, then you, congratulations, have broken the vicious cycle and have now created the positive one for yourself. Now you believe you're good enough and you walk with confidence. You speak with confidence. The people around you, their beliefs about you are going to shift. They're going to believe you're a confident person. They're going to treat you as such. And that will reinforce the initial belief, creating a very positive, powerful cycle for you. Okay? So that was a lot. <laughs> Hopefully, this resonated with you. Hopefully, this makes sense. And I think the next episode, don't, don't quote me on this. But I think the next episode will dive into a bit of self-hypnosis, specific techniques that you can use to start to change those beliefs and to make changing these actions easier. That'd be cool. But a quick recap for this episode, we are all born confident. We simply learn to apply it in different ways. If you are applying your confidence to insecurity, you will create a negative cycle for yourself where people treat you the way you believe you deserve to be treated. But if you change and you decide to apply your confidence to your aspirations, knowing that whatever you want, you will achieve because you will not settle for less. When your belief changes like that, other people will start to treat you differently as well. That will reinforce this belief and it creates a very positive cycle. That's it for today, guys. I hope you enjoyed episode number three. And I will see you in the next one.